Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Aging Younger with David and Stephanie Tippy, founders of the Anti-Aging Clinic in Waterhill, Florida, where the alternatives matter. Now here are your hosts, David and Stephanie Tippy. Hello to our listeners and welcome to the Aging Younger Show. I'm David Tippy, And this is Stephanie Tippy. Welcome to Aging Younger Radio. David and I broadcast live every Wednesday night from our clinic in Tamarack, Florida. We can be reached at 954-742-4430 and you can visit us online at agingyounger.net. Understanding your body as it really is is a a step toward improved health. The problem most people face when exploring their health choices are a general lack of basic, useful, and understandable information on what the body requires in order to improve and maintain a healthy physical condition and physical fitness. It certainly wasn't ever taught in grade school or even high school. Most are taught to let their doctor decide what is right for improved health. And this is where the problems arise. Physicians are not taught natural wellness while pursuing their master's degree. They are taught drug therapies. When your body is given things made by man and not by by Mother Nature, sickness is imminent. Now, here are some choices that some make that set the body up that for potential cancer. And so there are five uh, top uh, cancer-causing foods. The first one on the list is a hot dog because they are very high in nitrates. Coalition advises that children eat no more than 12 hot dogs a month. If you can't live without your hot dogs, buy those made without the sodium nitrate, which would help the forward motion toward disease. Then there's processed meats and bacon. They are also high in the same sodium nitrates that are found in the hot dog, bacon, and other processed meats, and they all raise the risk of heart disease. The saturated fat in bacon also contributes to cancer. Then there's that donut. Donuts are cancer-causing, and they are double trouble. First, they are made with white flour, sugar, and those nasty, nasty hydrogenated oils, and then they're fried at very high temperatures. Donuts may be the worst food that you can possibly eat to raise the risk of cancer. What about the French fry? Well, like the donut, the French fry or the French fries are made with the hydrogenated oils and then fried at, again, very high temps. They also contain cancer-causing acroamides, which occur during the frying process. They should be called cancer fries and not french fries. Then, last but not least, are the chips, the crackers, and the cookies. Now, all of these are usually made with white flour and sugar. Even the ones uh, with the labels that claim to be free of trans fats generally contain small amounts of trans fats. How about microwaves? Is it possible that millions of people are ignorantly 
sacrificing their health in exchange for the convenience of microwave ovens? Why did the Soviet Union ban the use of microwave ovens in 1976? Who invented microwaves and why? The answers to these questions may shock you into throwing your microwave oven in the trash. Over 90% of American homes have microwave ovens used for meal preparation because microwave ovens are so convenient and energy efficient as compared to conventional ovens. Very few homes or restaurants are without them. In general, people believe that whatever a microwave oven does to foods cooked in it doesn't have any negative effect on either of the, uh, them or the food. Of course, if microwave ovens were really harmful, our government would never allow them on the market, would they? Or would they? Now, regardless of what has been officially released concerning the microwave oven, we think you need this information to be able to make your own choice based on the research facts that we're going to discuss. The purpose of the, the report we're going to discuss is to show evidence that microwave cooking is not natural, nor is it healthy, and it is far more dangerous to the human body than anyone could imagine. However, the microwave oven manufacturers, Washington City politics, and plain old human nature are suppressing the facts and the evidence. Now, because of this, people are continuing to microwave their food in blissful ignorance without knowing the effects and the danger of doing so. Microwaves are a form of electromagnetic energy. Like, like light waves or radio waves, they occupy a part of the electromagnetic spectrum of power or energy. In our modern technological age, microwaves are used to relay long-distance telephone signals, television programs, and computer information across the Earth or to a satellite in space. But the microwave is most familiar to us as an energy source for cooking food. Every microwave oven contains a magnetron, a tube in which electrons are affected by magnetic and electric fields in such a way as to produce micro-wavelength radiation at about 2,450 megahertz or 2.5 gigahertz. This microwave radiation interacts with the molecules in food. All wave energy changes polarity from positive to negative with each cycle of the wave in microwaves. These polarity changes happen millions of times a second. Food molecules, especially the molecules of water, have a positive and negative end in the same way. The magnet has the north and south polarity. In commercial models, the oven has a power input of about 1,000 watts of alternating current. As these microwaves generated from the magnetron bombarded the foods, they caused the polar molecules to rotate at the same frequency millions of times a second. 
All this agitation creates molecular friction, which heats up the food. This unusual type of heating also causes substantial damage to the surrounding molecules, oftentimes tearing them apart or forcefully deforming them. Now, by comparison, micro microwaves from the sun are based on principles of pulse direct current, or DC direct current, that don't create frictional heat. Microwave ovens use alternating current, creating the frictional heat, the AC current. A microwave oven produces a spiked wavelength of energy with all the power going into only one narrow frequency of the energy spectrum. Energy from the sun operates in a wide frequency spectrum. Many terms are used in describing electromagnetic waves such as wavelength, uh, amplitude, cycle of frequency. Now, wavelength determines the type of radiation, i.e. the radio or, or, or uh, X-ray, ultraviolet, visible, or infrared, etc. Amplitude determines the extent of the movement measured from the starting point. Cycle determines the unit of frequency, such as cycles per second hertz or cycles per second. Frequently determines the number of occurrences within a given time period, usually one second. The number of occurrences of reoccurring process per unit of time, i.e. the number of repetitions of cycles per second. Radiation equals spreading energy with electromagnetic waves. We've all been told that microwaving food is not the same as irradiating it. Radiation treatment. The two processes are supposed to use completely different waves of energy and at different intensities. No FDA or officially released government studies have proven that current microwaving usage to be harmful. But, on the other hand, we all know that the validity of studies can be, and most times, deliberately limiting. Many of these studies are later proven to be inaccurate. As consumers, we are supposed to have a certain degree of common sense to use in judgment. Take the example of eggs and how they were proven to be so harmful to our health in the late 60s. This brought about more processed food like imitation egg products and big profits for the manufacturers while the egg farms, well, they went broke. And remember the study done by the pharmaceutical companies on vitamins we did a show on in, uh, in the past? Well, in order for the pharmaceutical companies to skew the findings to the favor of the pharmaceutical companies, they used their synthetic vitamins to compare to their synthetic drugs, saying, we told you that vitamins were bad for you. Now, recent government-sponsored studies are saying that eggs are not bad for us after all. So whom should we believe and what criteria should we use to decide matters concerning our health? Since it's currently published that microwaves purportedly don't leak into the environment when purportedly used and with approved design, the decision lies with each consumer as to whether or not you choose to eat food heated by a microwave oven or even purchase one in the first place. 
A number of warnings have been made public but have been barely noticed. For example, Young Families, the Minnesota uh, Extension Service of uh, the University of Minnesota, published the following in 1989. Although microwaves heat food quickly, they are not recommended for heating a baby's bottle. The bottle may seem cool to the touch, but the liquid inside may become extremely hot and can burn the baby's mouth or throat. Also, the buildup of steam in a closed container, such as the baby bottle, could cause it to explode. Heating the bottle in a microwave can cause slight changes in the milk. In infant formulas, there may be a loss of some of the vitamins. In 1991, there was a lawsuit in Oklahoma concerning the hospital use of a microwave oven to warm blood needed in a transfusion. Well, the case involved a hip surgery patient, and her name was Norma Levitt, and she ultimately died from a simple blood transfusion. It seems that the nurse had warmed the blood in the microwave oven. This tragedy makes it very apparent that there's much more to heating with microwaves than what we have been led to believe. Blood for transfusions is routinely warmed, but not in microwave ovens. In the case of Mrs. Levitt, the microwaving altered the blood and it killed her. Microwaved food contains both molecules and energies not present in food cooked in the way humans have been cooking food since the discovery of fire. This radiation results in the destruction and deformation of food molecules. Microwaving also creates new compounds called radiolytic compounds, which are unknown fusions not found in nature. In a book written by Dr. Lita Lee, Health Effects of Microwave Radiation, Microwave Ovens and the March and September issues of 1991 issues of Earth Letter, Dr. Lee stated that every microwave oven leaks electromagnetic radiation, harms food, and converts substances cooked into dangerous organic toxin and uh, carcinogenic products. Health improvement can be simple when you know the fundamentals of what the body needs to work. From the very beginning, we have applied what we have researched in natural health and wellness to our own bodies and health situations have always gotten positive results. We certainly do not require more proof, but we always provide the science as to why results can be imminent in our clients to assist them in making their health choices. We can report very happily that they are making their own bodies become disease-free. We have to remember that it is still not against the law for you to treat and cure yourself. Where it becomes against the law is if we were seen as prescribing the solutions in the place of suggesting things that you might choose. With all the bits and pieces of information that we are bombarded with, information that is conflicting, incomplete, or even outright false, how can we expect to decide for ourselves what's true, even if we had enough time to check all of this information out? 
Well, having tons of conflicting and erroneous data makes it almost impossible to understand things and hides the simple yet very powerful basics under a mountain of confusion. You can do something about feeling better and increasing your energy. It comes from knowing and understanding the basics so that you can apply them to yourself. These are the five basic elements that the body requires in order to function. And I'm going to begin with the first one and the foremost, and that is nutrition, the food and what you choose to consume. The second is the physical activity, that being walking and exercise, some sort of an exercise related but not the same thing all the time. Sleep, stress management, which includes mental exercise and mental stress, and finally, water. Taking care of ourselves should become second nature to us, not something we dread or try to force ourselves to do. We call it a lifestyle change. Enjoying good health plays a huge role in our enjoyment of lives. It doesn't make sense that Grunting and groaning and having a hard time would work to achieve something that makes you feel good. How could you really achieve anything if getting there was painful? What is the relationship between food, nutrition, and health? Well, they are all very closely related. The food that we choose to eat can contain either good nutrition or none at all. The quality of nutrition that we provide to our body has a direct impact on our health. When we make the choice of consuming raw mother nature, we are at the beginning process of replenishing life itself. Your health is related to fitness. They are not separate. Alkaline water and oxygen, for example, are the two most vital nutrients that our bodies need to survive and knowledge of pH would be helpful. A pH definition that is useful to those of us who are not chemistry wizards or rocket scientists would answer such questions as, well, for instance, what is pH? What does pH stand for? The meaning of pH is potential of hydrogen, a chemistry term. The H in pH is capitalized because the symbol of hydrogen is capital H. Translating that into a useful pH definition, there is a pH scale that reflects how powerful or active or weak or meaning inactive the hydrogen particles are in the solution. That factor, the relative activity of the hydrogen particles, makes the solution more acidic or more alkaline. There's a lot more to it, but it's really a brain-cracking chemistry subject, and we'll just leave the details to the rocket scientists. But let's just go back to hydrogen, because I just want to explain that hydrogen is a very light element and the smallest atom. There is more hydrogen in the universe with, than any other element. On Earth, it is usually found with oxygen in water. Chemical element in any of the more than 100 known substances, of which 92 occur naturally, that cannot be separated into simpler substances, and that singly, or in a combination, constitute all matter. 
So let's go back to the pH of a substance is measured and known and shown on a pH scale of 0 to 14. Next question that should come to play is how does the pH definition apply to the pH balance of the body and the health? Well, it's very important. The body works by a vast network of chemical processes, digestion, absorption, metabolism, and elimination. These are all achieved by a chemi the chemical processes in the body. All chemical processes have an ideal pH where they function optimally. The ideal pH of the human body is slightly alkaline, a pH of 7 to 7.4. Furthermore, the blood must be maintained precisely uh, at a pH of 7.3 to 7.4, slightly alkaline, and the body works ceaselessly to maintain the blood pH. pH is balanced when the amounts of alkalinity are slightly above the acidity. Alkalinity around 7.35 to 7.4 on the pH scale, which will control the acidity and keep it in balance. Something miraculous will take place when drinking high pH alkaline water from our aging younger water ionizer. The pH balance of the body is consistently changing. The chemical processes of metabolism, for example, create an acidic pH environment, and the body constantly works to balance it. Balanced nutrition goes far in attaining pH balance in our bodies. For instance, red meats, fats, and sugars create an acidic pH, and fruits, vegetables, and whole grains create an alkaline pH. It is not the pH of the undigested food itself that determines whether there is alkalinity or acidity in the body. It is the pH of digested and assimilated foods and drink called ash that matters. For example, lemons themselves are acidic, but after digestion they create an alkaline solution in the body which makes lemons very healthy. When we consume more red meats, fats, and sugars out of balance with most fresh fruits lightly steamed or raw juice vegetables and other alkaline neutralizing nutrients, we create an acidic body environment. An acidic, unbalanced body environment is unhealthy and allows disease to grow and thrive. One thing that an acidic body pH creates is inflammation. We state this all the time. Guess what? Inflammation creates bacteria, and bacteria creates disease. Cancers and other degenerative diseases just love an acidic environment. Some health conditions that may be caused, at least partially, by an unbalanced acidic pH are an immune deficiency, fatigue, obesity, diabetes, bladder and kidney problems, joint pain, fungal overgrowth, hormone imbalances, premature aging, headaches, bad breath, irritability, and depression. We are not saying that completely handling an acidic body pH would completely eliminate these conditions because that would mean we would be stating that we can treat or cure disease and the FDA would come and confiscate all we own and throw us in jail. The law says only synthetic man-made drugs 
can use those terms to treat or cure. The FDA, who are the drug cartel's profit protectors, are attempting to break up what seems to be growing in America, and that is nutritional monopoly. Today, natural health and wellness people who are telling you to eat your vegetables may land them in jail or create a deep pit of legal expenses or worse. And all of this effort is to protect the public from a risk that does not even exist in Mother Nature's naturals. So the junk food giants and the drug companies can eliminate the competition while spinning their perverted scientific information designed to make you sick. Now, improving an out-of-balance pH will improve health. These, that, uh, the saying is, is a neutral, is it neutral enough? After researching and understanding the pH definition, you too will realize how fundamental to our health it is. Since both Stephanie and I have been helping our bodies to become more alkaline and less acidic, we have experienced greatly improved health overall, and that is the same story with our clients. Conventional or Western medicine, with its emphasis on a drug and or a surgical uh, procedure for healthcare, does not offer us a pH definition, much less any mention of this health tool. However, they scramble to inject a bolus of bicarb, and simply they do this to improve the body's blood alkalinity. When they are attempting surgery where the heart has suffered in in an over-acidic body environment. They don't speak about much about this ever. Well, I highly doubt that improving alkalinity and reducing acidity to improve overall health is taught in conventional medical schools. If it were, then the question pops up, why don't we hear about it? Alkaline water drinking can be a beneficial part of a healthy lifestyle. To truly understand what alkaline water is and the effect alkaline water drinking can have on one's health, we need to return to the subject that we talked about earlier, and that is the pH of the human body being from 7.2 to 7.4, depending on where in the body, and the pH scale that measures uh, from 0 to 14, and 7 being uh, 7 pH is neutral. The pH scale reflects the concentration of the hydrogen particles or the ions in the solution. The varying degree of concentration of hydrogen ions in the solution is represented by a scale called the pH scale, as we have been discussing. Now, a low pH number, 7 and below, corresponds to a high concentration of, ion, uh, of hydrogen ion concentration which makes the solution acidic, and vice versa. When we observe the electrolysis process that is involved in our aging younger water ionizer, where the tap water enters the aging younger water ionizer water chamber after passing through two filters, charcoal and silver, to remove impurities, the water molecules are split into positive ions and negative ions in the water chamber of the aging younger water ionizer. The positive ions are full of technotrash that have collected in our groundwater over the years due to the Industrial Revolution 
And this water has increased concentration of hydrogen ions, which lowers its pH. It is called the acidic water. Additionally, and key to understanding how alkaline uh, drinking water that is diverted out to the top of the aging younger water ionizer through a flexible stainless steel tube may benefit health is the negatively charged molecules, which are the electrolytes and essential for life itself, are what is termed the negatively charged ions. The negatively charged water clusters is from three to five molecules per cluster. Remember that the original water before the Industrial Revolution was three molecules per hydrogen and two oxygen, H2O, and full of electrolytes. Now, electrolytes are ions of the mineral salts that are in the body fluids to help it function properly and keep it hydrated by maintaining a salt balance in your body. Every time you perspire, you lose electrolytes in your body through the sweat. This makes you feel thirstier and you drink more water. Electrolytes are present in Mother Nature's foods and the water we consume. That is water such as distilled or reverse osmosis water, which is void of all minerals and is referred to as a dead water. I just put out a blog about uh, the water that we should not be drinking from plastic bottles, and I talked a little bit about of the dead water and why we need to stay away from it. So if you would like to read that blog, simply go to agingyounger.net. We are running out of time. David and I can be reached at 954-742-4430. Why don't you jot down that number, give us a call, schedule your consultation, and make your body as alkaline as it can be so you can be as healthy as you as God intends you to, uh, intends you to be. Until next week, thank you for being Bless you all. You've been listening to Aging Younger with David and Stephanie Tippy. You've just heard that alternatives to the sickness industry are alive and well, helping you to age younger. The Anti-Aging Clinic is located at 7200 West Commercial Boulevard in Lauder Hill, Florida. You can reach David and Stephanie at 954-742-4430. That phone number again is 954-742-4430. And you can learn more about them on their website, livelonger123.com. Join us every Wednesday and Friday at 1 o'clock for Aging Younger on 1040 WLVJ.